This is a Bible teaching podcast from www.lumin.org.uk. That's L U M I N.org.uk. The presenter is Jeff Lumley. Hello. I said recently it would be perhaps an interesting thing to have a look at the insults of Jesus. And we find uh, the bulk of these in the seven woes of Matthew chapter 23, which uh, we'll, we'll have a quick listen to. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You travel over land and sea to win a single convert, and when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. Woe to you, blind guides! You say, if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gold of the temple is bound by that oath. You blind fools! Which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You also say, if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gift on the altar is bound by that oath. You blind men! Which is greater, the gift? or the altar that makes the gift sacred. Therefore, anyone who swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And anyone who swears by the temple swears by it and by the one who dwells in it. And anyone who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin. But you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides. You strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous, and you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves 
that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead then, and complete what your ancestors started. You snakes, you brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell? Therefore I am sending you prophets, teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. And so upon you will come all the righteous blood that has been shed on earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly I tell you, all this will come on this generation. Now, insults is not a good word, perhaps, uh, because the way we use insults is to really just pull people down. Now, Jesus never pulled anyone down. He, his intention was never to demolish a person. It was always to build them up. It was always to give them the opportunity to respond to him in a way that opened the relationship. He wasn't about closing relationships down. He wasn't about pulling people down. He was always about building them up. So with that caveat, if you like, we come into Matthew 23. And the first one I'm going to pick up is where he says, you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. I think this is a a double whammy really here. Uh, we'll start with the word hypocrites because it hasn't changed its meaning. We all know what it means. And it's a word that is still leveled against the church by many people, probably with an awful lot of justification. But it means that you say one thing and you do another. You say that you are these righteous people, Pharisees, teachers of the law, but you are not. You say, how look at us, look at how we follow God, but actually you aren't following God. Uh, you think you are, but you're not. Because although you do what you have decided is how you follow God, once you get beneath that, you are not following God. So they had made up their own system of rules. And to be fair to them and to their ancestors, these were about trying to follow God. These were about trying to walk in the path of God. So, uh, well, we know the story. You, you, you shall not, on the seventh day, you shall not do any work, neither you, your maidservant, your sons or daughters, anyone that lives in your house, you shall not do any work. So, over the centuries, they had developed what that meant, what it meant to not do any work. And they had rules about this is work and this isn't. The problem was those had become paramount and the idea of not doing any work and actually beyond that, what the day of Sabbath was. It was a day of restoration. It was a day to get yourself back with God. And because it had become so full of rules, it was no longer a day of rest and getting back with God. It had become a day of worrying about whether you were breaking the rules or not. And they'd done that with everything. And the 
um, the rules that they had made up over the centuries had become the, the thing in the focus. And the actual thing that God wanted and God intended was no longer in sight at all. And that's why Jesus is calling them hypocrites. Because they look like they're obeying the rules, but it's not God's law. It's not God's intention. It's not God's heart. It's their own rules. And the second part of this insult, if I can continue to call it insult, is the teachers of the law. You teachers of the law, hypocrites. In other words, he's saying, you don't even know what the law is. You think you know what the law is, but you've drifted so far from it, you no longer even study the law, probably. You are con constantly focused on your own stuff, on your own rules. And you are no longer living the way God wants you to. And for generations, probably, you haven't lived the way God wants you to. So that's Jesus's first one of these things that we pick up in Matthew 23. Now, the next one I'm picking up is when he calls them blind guides and blind fools. <coughs> And what he's clearly saying here is following on from the fact that they are teachers of the law and yet have missed the point, they are therefore blind. As I said at the beginning, all of this is not to put them down, but to wake them up and give them the opportunity to uh, repent and to turn to him and come into relationship with God. They have not understood the law. Though they are teachers of the law, they are blind to what the law says and what the law is for. Because the law is totally about bringing people into relationship with God. The law is about, this is what God is like. He wants you to be the same. Uh, we've mentioned this before. You know, you, I am the Lord, the giver of life. You do not become a life taker. Do not commit murder. I am the Lord who is faithful. You do not be unfaithful. Do not commit adultery. And so on, with all of the, uh, the Ten Commandments, but also the whole of God's law. It's about telling people how to be like him. Doing it by rules. Which, as Jesus came to say, is you have failed to do this but I will do it and set up a new covenant. That's beside the point. For the moment, we're looking at blind guides, blind fools. They are blind because they have read the law, missed the point, got it wrong, and are walking down a path that is not towards God. They're walking down a path which actually makes them big, makes them important, makes them the centre of the focus of the nation. <clears throat> so, Jesus is seeking to restore them and to say, you haven't understood the law of God. You are blind to the law of God. You do not know the law of God. You are blind. Blind guides because 
in your position as teachers of the law and as Pharisees, you are guiding the people of Israel and you are leading them down a path which is away from God, not to God, because you cannot see where you're going, you're blind. And your blind falls because actually, above all the other people of Israel, you should jolly well know what the law is. You should know the way to God. You've studied it and you're foolish because in your blindness, you haven't got it. You haven't understood it. So Jesus now goes further. They're hypocrites. They're blind. Whitewashed tombs. And he explains exactly what he means. On the outside you look white and clean, but on the inside you stink. You're rotting. You're rotting. Rotting means you are dead and decaying, and there is no life in you. That's what he's saying. You are dress yourselves up to look like you have the life but inside you are just dying and I think the church of today needs to listen to that to be honest I think we need to listen to that what are we actually like on the inside is there life is there life are we alive or are we just peddling the things that don't lead to life? And I don't want to go off on one on, on what the church of today is like. That's not what this is about. This is about what Jesus was saying to those people. But I do think we need to listen to these warnings because they are real warnings. Whitewashed tombs. You look good, but there is no life inside you. There is only death inside you. That's what a tomb is. And it's a horrible thought. But because of their blindness to what the law says and the hypocrisy because they haven't been following it, they're dead inside. Completely, completely without life. And so we come to the fourth and final one that I am highlighting. You snakes, you brood of vipers. It's the ultimate understanding of what they are. And in many ways, he could have started with it. But I think he's taken them on a journey to reveal progressively just where they are. And that journey brings us to you snakes you brood of vipers, you children of serpents. And they would have known what he was talking about. They knew who the serpent was. They knew that the serpent was the deceiver, that these people were children of the deceiver. That's what he's saying. You are the children of the one who deceives. You are like him. You are himself, yourself snakes you are deceiving the people of israel the people of god so he's taken them on this journey calling them hypocrites telling them they're blind you can forgive being blind 
recognize you're blind and you don't know where you're going and let someone else do it. That's forgivable. You blind guides. You whitewash tombs. There's nothing but death inside you. You snakes. You are deceiving the people of God. You are deceiving my people. That is a horrific thing because they're no longer ignorant and blind. They are now deliberately accused of being deceivers. They've stepped from being hypocrites who say one thing and do another to being blind, ignorant of what they're up to, to being whitewashed tombs. There is no life in you at all. But because there's no life in you at all and you continue to teach and tell people you have life, you are snakes. You are children of the devil. There is no life in you. What an accusation to make against people who wear the ephod, wear the badge. I'm not saying they were priests. He's not claiming to be talking to priests, but perhaps not the ephod, but wearing the badge of religious authority. They have moved from hypocrisy to deliberately deceiving the people. Every step of the way, Jesus is prodding them to make them realize what he's saying is the truth and to help them to see that they are wrong. Every step of the way, he goes down another level and perhaps there are some who haven't got further than being hypocrites, haven't got further than being blind and can turn around and be woken up. But by the time he gets to the snakes, you see the snake, the serpent, is the one who cannot be redeemed. The serpent in scripture is the one who is beyond redemption. And he is saying to these people, you are snakes. Some of you are beyond redemption. And we don't have to read far beyond this in the gospels to find that these were the people who when Lazarus was raised from the dead in John's gospel said, what are we achieving by letting this man continue? We must destroy him. Totally blind to the miracle, totally blind to what he did. We want to destroy him, which is indeed what the snake wants after all. Now maybe in this discourse there were hearers who listened and who were restored to a right path with God. Perhaps Gamaliel was among them who in Acts stood up for the apostles. Perhaps Nicodemus was among them who came to Jesus at night to find out more. We don't know. 
But the point of everything was to bring people to restoration. And a couple of episodes ago, I was talking about don't throw rocks, preach Jesus. We're not supposed to insult each other. We're not supposed to throw rocks, even at those who we think are leading God's people astray. We are to seek to restore them as Jesus sought to restore them in this discourse. Insulting is not about destroying. It's not about pulling down. It's about building up and making possible the path back to God, as is every single word Jesus uttered and every single word in Scripture. Teachers of the law, Pharisees, hypocrites, blind guides, blind fools, whitewashed tombs, snakes, children of serpents, will you hear the word of the Lord? The music is by raiseforall.wordpress.com. Thank you for listening.